Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody. And Dustin Henshaw. Hey, everybody. How are you, Paul? Because I care. Thank you. Thank you for caring. <laughs> Look, I want to tell you, I'm mad at the internet right now. Oh, I'm mad at the internet. We got to hear about this. I made a whole dance for the Votan, and now I'm not even going to get to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth uh, it. <laughs> well, now it's now it's a now it's a dance for an exclusive club. It was going to be like a flash dance mob style because there's going to be that much, that many players, and now it's a very exclusive handshake. That's true. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna be that secret handshake that only you yeah. and the other Votan players are going to know about. So it's it's yeah. more it's it's more there special we now. We got plenty of time to talk about Votan in the future, but I wanted to vent, you know, while we're here amongst friends. Uh, and look, if you are uh, listening to us on the aggregators later on, we do this live each and every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the Frontline Gaming Network, on the Competitive 40K page, on the YouTube, on Twitch, I guess. I don't even know where it's going. We'll have production tell us later, but lots of different places. And we also have a great chat community, which is just as much of a part of the show as we are. Uh, a fun time to come and hang out and do this with each and every week. This week, we're going to be talking about the London Grand Tournament and the London Inventational, which I believe to be within three miles of London, England. The general vicinity of London. Somewhere general on the general. island. These the islands are. That yeah. small little yeah. island. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm not too far from the truth. It's like Atlanta. You can be all over Atlanta and uh, take you hours to get to another part of Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, London's the same way. That makes sense. I th- London's freaking huge. Like, London's massive. Uh, it is a very big city. Yep. Uh, we got uh, Joe Watch. So Joe from Wargames Live is going to be the Michigan GT. There in Lansing, Michigan, covering a 143-player event, five rounds. Make sure you check out his channel. Uh, does some great coverage. You you, you will not regret it. Uh, uh, apologies in advance uh, to all people attending the Michigan GT in the chat. We did not do coverage of the Michigan GT because the LGT warrants almost an entire show just to unpack. In addition, the Michigan GT lists were not unlocked, so I did have my excuse <laughs> to give the whole show to the LGT. We do get a lot of organizers and players that reach out and say, can you cover my event or this event or whatever? Yeah. Well, look, one of the things we do on the show is our mission is to cover some of the biggest and largest and most interesting event- events all around the world. And if for some reason we don't find it, please submit it and let us know. But I'll tell you, one of the things we look for is the actual factions being listed in BCP. <laughs> it helps us out, helps us produce a show, helps us talk about it and bring all the news of the meta. And this is the show where we break down what the meta is. We're going to tell you what you're going to see over the course of the weekend at those tournaments I just mentioned. We might tell you a little bit about how to beat it. If we're so inclined, if we even know how to beat it, some of the stuff is uh, mm-hmm. truly revolutionary every now we're and never then. never wrong. But anyway, this is where you're going to come to find all that news coming up over the, over the week uh, or this week for the weekend. First event we're going to be covering is the London GT Invitational. This is a 16-player four-round event. I believe this takes place the day before the main event. This is the shot. Yeah, one of the heavy hitters. Yes, this is absolute shark tank. And they've actually expanded it beyond the borders of the UK. There was a lot of uh, in- invites that went out to different corners of the world. We've got some Polish players, got some Icelandic players, some some of the big names from Europe in attendance uh, at this one. And it's going to be really cool to see uh, who holds up. Because last time these guys would have, any of these players could have played each other was the WTC. And there's only like a few times a year you get this kind of mixing pot of seeing these different metas collide. And I am absolutely here for it, boys. 
Oh yeah, this invitationals. People, I love these. Yeah, people feel different ways about invitationals. Like, oh, who are these guys? Well, most of the time, it's the best folks you know in the region or or whatever of Warhammer Forty Thousand. So you know that each in each and every one of those games, just like you said, could be the finals at any event anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. And this is just kind of fun to see how those games shake out sometime. Absolutely. Uh, lucky enough, we have the first round matchups for this as well, and Ooh, so. Instead of doing the list unpacking, because a lot of these guys are bringing the same list to the singles and the teams, we're actually going to do the matchups and see who's who's playing who round one, throw out some some theories, throw out some stuff. We're never going to be wrong, just in case you thought we were going to be wrong. It's just not going to happen. We're going to... It's never happened. It. But in our format, let's run down the factions that are participating in the in the London Grand Tournament Invitational. Dustin, what are we going to see there? Let's go through it. We got one Imperial Knight. We have one Iron Hands. We have one Emperor's Children, one Creations of Bile, three Necrons, three Tau, one Tyranids, and two Gene Stealer Cults. That's right, two Gene Stealer Cults. Out of 16 players, that's a very high percentage. That's, that's then, a very high percentage. That's a very high percentage. <laughs> And then one Drakari and two Harlequins. That means the faction podium is Necrons and Tau topping it off with three. And then GSC and Harlequins with two. And everybody else is obviously one. But let's let's take a moment here because G- even I don't care if it's a 16-player event because GSC are on the podium right now. And these are top players, guys. Yeah, that's right. Top players playing GSC. This Where y'all been this- hiding? Oh. This is one of the Wait, reasons we gosh. love to, to shine a spotlight on stuff like this because it shows uh, where the perception and the numbers differ. So the perception, the, the numbers of GSC is they're barely taken. Usually you'll see 100 players. Maybe there's two or three GSC. Maybe. Sometimes there's one. Sometimes there's none in 100 players. But two of the best players in the, the region of the UK, if not greater Europe, took GSC out of 16 of the top players in attendance. That's wild. Y'all also Harlequins. Yeah, y'all Harlequins don't know up there as well. with this... People don't know what this is going to do to our pre-show. They don't know we're going to hear about this for weeks, about how dozens. Like, know. remember that one time when remember there was like time? 20%, 25% GSC at that that major tournament? That, <laughs> it's uh, it's I, literally going to be every single pre-show. is like, yo, you guys remember? Remember? I remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> but the, also Harlequins as well, and Tau. Though, all three of those factions, You well, firstly, there's just not a huge player base for Harlequins, even though they're unanimously agreed to be one of the top factions. There's not a, not a huge amount of people who play them. But Tau and, and GSC are both assumed to be middling uh, at best at the moment, and yet five of 16 top players in attendance took them. Uh, incredible stats for those factions to show that there are still a lot of meat on the bone and that even though the perceptions and the stats differ, there's a lot of play in those armies, in those factions. Um, the, the GSC upswell really changed the WTC, yeah? Oh yeah, Dustin? for sure. Yeah, what, what yeah. changed and why did it change? Um, well, if you want to know why, it's because of Eric's ridiculously good list that just proved itself to be a monster in it. But the thing is, too, it's not just that list. That list was really good, but people actually started to see that, oh, wait, GSC do actually have play. It just, mm. people weren't, I'm sorry, you just weren't playing it right, guys. <laughs> <It's just what laughs> well, it, it, demonst- <laughs> it demonstrated the ceiling of the army. Exactly. It, that's, it that's demonstrated, the big thing. yeah, the fact is they had ridiculous scoring ability. Um, mm-hmm. as in the ceiling for how much they can score in an average game, when not, not even necessarily in a good matchup or a bad matchup, just an average game, was yeah. ridiculously high in the right hands. And well, then people the have thing. just been running with that since. Yeah, it's not even... Because the list and the, the potential it has right now with their new secondaries and the ability to move and block and just steal secondaries, the potential for even differentials 
is massive. It could just mm. win games by just scoring more points than your opponent. The capability of that army, and like is typically how one wins games. Ceiling. Exactly. Yes. People have now <laughs> seen the ceiling that GSC have, like you said. So people are like, oh, I should bring this out again. And it's mm. it's cool because you see one of the lists, we're going to go over one of them too. It's not Eric's list. It's just, you know oh. what? GSC, man. Well, Let's go. <laughs> well, we had it. So we see that happen. I mean, Paul, you see that happen a lot with um, Blood Angels as well, one of your factions. People hit the nail on the head, find the cherry ripe best list for purpose at that thing. And then that list goes on for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And then we start to see the iterations of that list. We start to see people breaking it down and finding the bits, the components of that they can chuck into other styles of lists and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where to swing those 500 points that is right for their yeah. meta, what, you know, exactly. what they think they're going to reasonably face over the mm. course of their, you know, five, seven games. Exactly right. So transitioning into some of these spicy round one matchups, guys. Uh, the first of which is Nassim Fushane, uh playing his uh, Iron Hands successes. He's playing Master Artisans of Whirlwinds of Rage. He's playing against Patrick Mike from, I believe he's a Team Poland or a Team Germany player. Apologies, I believe it is Team Poland. Uh, and he's playing his Harlequin's Light Sadith Battalion Pile. Now... What you need to know about this matchup is currently Nassim, I believe, is number one Space Marine player in the world in the ITC. And Patrick is the juggernaut Polish player who demolished the Australian uh, Eldari player, the US Eldari player. And I believe, I can't believe, I can't remember if it was the German or the, the it was one other, one of the top teams at the WTC. This guy was an absolute monster with Harlequins. Um, but the matchup here stands as thus. So we've got Nassim. He's playing um, Iron Hands, Whirlwinds of Rage, Master Artisans. As I said, he's got a single battalion. He's got a primary lieutenant, a primary tech marine. Three units of five tacticals. Like, Whoa. already, what a baller. Um, and I think... Saving are, those 15 points. If, yeah. I remember, if I remember correctly, these are Laz Plaz. Like, they actually have, they actually have weapons on them. <laughs> like they have things he purchased things for his tactical marines unheard of uh yeah, three redempt three redemptor dreads and a volcanta Vol volcart contemptor with all the trimmings he's the the character with all the re-rolls and the, the special spiciness um cyclone missile launcher double volkites five vanguard veterans two single land speeders two units of five devastators with an amalgam of either grav cannons and, and multi-melters three eliminators and a drop pod boys this is I I love this list for for what it is. I love this list. How do you guys feel? I, it's a callback to me. Like I, how many primaries are even in this list? There's three, four, five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> no, this is this is like August 2021 right now. Yeah, you know this. Yeah, is yeah it is. exactly. It hundred percent with, with a splash of. Uh, 2011, you know, <laughs> 2011. <laughs> tactical breeds, devastators in a drop pod. Like who would have thought, but Nassim has been doing so freaking well with this archetype for so long. He's, he's pretty much been playing iron hand successes. I'm going to shoot you to death for almost two years. As far as I can tell, it could be even have been longer, but this is about what, what, uh, two years ago. He, he came to my, well, about 18 months ago, came to my attention that this guy was smashing with this archetype that has dropped off everywhere else. This is full hate. This is a lot of DACA, and it will shoot you off the board. It is going up against the Oops All Troop in Oops All Boats version of Harlequins. <laughs> and it is a battalion and a patrol. Starts off with a Shadow Sea and a Troop Master. Six units of five troop, all with some version of weapons and fusions. A single Death Jester, a single unit of two Sky Weavers, and then six Star Weavers. Then the patrol detachment is a, another Shadow Sea. Two units of five troop in two more Star Weavers. So that's eight boats with eight troop, three characters, and two star sky weavers. Uh, this is really good. 
This is a very good list into absolutely freaking anything. This list yeah. doesn't really have yeah. a game where it doesn't have play, like a matchup where it's just bad. It never feels bad. It just always does really well. It, it, and, and Patrick is an absolute monster with it. How do you guys feel about this I, one? I think the Iron Hands are going to struggle with this. Yeah, I think I they can get through their durability. Exactly uh, fast right. enough to get around, you know, any type of like angling or cover they've had. This is this is probably not the matchup that he wanted. Now, typically mm-hmm. in these invitational events, uh, the the players are are seated almost, you know, or at least you know we know the, what the matchups are, uh, and you know this is, just seems to be a bad shake of it maybe for him. But still, you can't count out players of this caliber. They, oh, it's not like they don't know what the mm-hmm. capability of the Harlequins are and, and what their you know what their mission. Yeah, see, that's the big thing with Houston's right now because he has the foresight. He knows what he's fighting up against. So he has time to actually yeah. plan for what he's playing. So he can exactly get a game right. plan together. Yeah, look, and I, I'm i of the opinion that Seam looks, looked at this matchup and he was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh. I can't shoot him to death because uh, yeah. he's light sated and he's got a four pin vault and laughing dice and he's like, well, all the all the things all the things I thought I was gonna just do um, in this matchup are now questionable. Like yeah. Nassim's got to go punch him to win this game, and I, I'm not sure he he wants that. Uh, that's not I, a he, thing. I think that's the, the best option he has right now, right? Because with only four skywavers, um, do they have haywire? I'm assuming they have haywire. Maybe not. Yeah, it's, only, well, it's, it's only. It's only two. It's only two star. Uh, oh, it's star, only like one unit of two. Oh, that's right. It's only two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if Cold's Comet is actually the way that he can better take away the kill power of the Harlequins, right? Because they, they'll struggle into the high toughness of that stuff without being able to mm. shoot them with their fusion, do their some of the. Like, they could do it, but they have to roll well. Yeah. So, I feel and- like he wants to get in there. Having watched Patrick play at um w- at the WTC level, he is not afraid to run his entire oh, army yeah, at you it. immediately. And he tabled some of the best players in the world and 20 of them at the WTC by being like, you expect me to be like pinch hitting, pinch hitting, here's, here's a couple of points, here's a couple of points. And instead he's just, here's my entire freaking army and Luck Dice Deal is going to get it. me through. <laughs> Luck Dice is going to get me through turn one and turn two, you are freaking dead. Um and that is even in that's in the deployments where he can't get you to turn one, like yeah, because last time he can. So I'm unfortunately going to have to go against Nassim, even though I love his list and I know the guy is an absolute gun. But I think the Harlequins are primed in this matchup to club him. Unfortunately, yeah, they have the advantage for sure, for sure. Paul, welcome back. What are you talking about? He never left. He never left. He's here the whole time. He's been here uh, the whole time. He's just, he's just been letting us talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I am back. I'm trying to work some stuff out on here. Fair. You're going to go for the Harleys as well, brother? Oh, no. Oh. Never mind. Just a yeah. uh, frame of him smiling. <laughs> All right. The next matchup we have. Uh, this one, I literally looked at these lists and I was like, holy crap, you were going on the show. This is amazing and hilarious. Let's unpack this. Uh, this is Malik Amin Rubio, one of the best players in the in the, in the the United Kingdom, playing against Adam Lane, one of also the best players in the United Kingdom. Uh, this is Gene Steeler Colts versus Necrons. Yeah. Now, whenever I see Gene Steeler Colts at the moment, I assume it's Eric's list. But remember what I said <laughs> about the iter- people putting yep. in iterations now? They're taking a little bit of the core of what it was good, namely, possibly in this case, the bikes and some of the bigger neophyte units, and then making it their own. I don't understand this list. Straight up. I'm going to unpack it, and then I'm literally going to get you to tell us why this is a thing, Dustin, because it doesn't make sense sure. to me. He's got 
Gene Steeler Colts, Pauper Princes. He's playing a, a single battalion. Pauper Princes. Pauper Princes. Yeah. Pauper? Pauper? Whatever. Acolyte, Icon Ward, Patriarch, Primus, 15, 5, and 5 Acolytes. The 15 man is tooled up to the absolute nines. I think it's Heavy Rock Swords, if I remember right. Uh, two units of 20 Neophytes, a unit of 10, and a unit of 7 Aberrants. What the hell? A Biophagus, Kalamorph, and a Nexos, 10 Pure Strain Gene Stealers, and a unit of 10 Jackals. Uh, what is this list? Why is Malik taking it? Because it looks <laughs> bad. To, it looks On paper, it looks bad. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, why is it... Well, it's not Twisted Helix, which in my mind, it possibly could be and be better um, for, for the melee aspects, of course, but the neophytes get a little bit worse. Um, it, it could just be the build your own style, whatever the hell, um, which is in my mind better than this, but doesn't have the vehicles that get the benefits from the war convoy. and that, that, that. So it's a lot of give and take here. So Dustin, unpack it for us. So right, we talked about it just before this, when we were going to say like there was that archetype that uh, Eric kind of set for what the world is seeing for GSE right now. And that's what I've seen a lot of people just kind of copy that because it's like, oh, it's working. Mm. It's not that easy to run, guys. So like, don't, I'm not saying don't run it because it's an incredible list and it takes, takes practice to run. But there are iterations that uh, people will be able to, now that they see what GSE is capable of, you can kind of twist it around and see what you can do. And this is one of them because Popper Prince is one of the, was one of the ones that originally when GSE players were looking at it, like, this is the one to run. Correct. Yeah. This is the one to run. Now, so the main thing with this is the Papa Prince gives you plus one to hit in the first round of combat. So all those Acolytes, the Aberrants, they're going to be hitting harder when they get in there. Even the Jackals. They, maybe he gave them industrial weapons. I don't know. I doubt it, but you, you never know. Uh, it also ignores the modifiers and morale, I believe. For the, yep. that's, that's the secondary part. And then the real reason that most people take it is because of the Relic, which is five up invuln aura for all core, which Aberrants aren't, which is why the Aberrants are... It's surprising yeah. this list because the the low amount of attacks, their lack of durability in comparison to other things that uh, are of the same point value and more durable kind of thing with how much that with how hard they hit, they are actually decent into some of the things in the meta right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're actually good into warriors. They're good into some of the more common things. It's actually, they're not bad to even things like harlequins too, just because of the minus one damage uh, brings yep. them down to yep. their. Uh, the T5. So, I mean, they, they do have play in it, but the 2 by 20 neophytes, they're just going to be their blobs of 5-up invuln mm-hmm. holding backfield or even running in the middle to be able to grab those objectives, be obsec there, and just take pot shots when they need to. Still has 10 jackals. He still has 10 pure strains. The pure strains will be hitting on 1s, so even if they're minus 1 to hit, they're hitting on 2s. So, I mean, it's got the durability of... Uh, the, well, it's got the durability that the GSC usually lacks because of that 5-up invuln yeah. on these, like, Two by twenty neophyte mobs, they actually will survive a lot longer than you think. Mm. And plus, he has the biophages. I'm assuming he gave the buff, so one of them is going to have a five up invuln as well. So going to be a five yep. up invuln, five up fill yep. Sorry, I, I meant fill minus one damage. Uh, yep. I'm talking about the neophytes. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So they're they're actually going to be really durable too. He'll be able to hold those objectives. He has the damage dealing capability with the Oculus, the aberrants. I really like it. I want to see how well this does because I like. Papa Princess is one of the ones that I ran originally too. I kind of moved away from it and just made a, an industrial affinity with the plus mm. one to hit in close combat yeah. afterwards. But uh, I the the relic in here is really hard to pass up because it is actually good. I'm I'm curious to see how it does. Do you, I am you as feel well. Like has a, uh, an advantage I, into the Necrons. I d- quietly don't hate this build into the Necrons specifically yeah. into this build. <laughs> I'm going to unpack it in a second. Uh, 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 TPM, are you back with us? I think so. Thank you very much for the support in the chat. The People's Murphy would not let you down. Tropical Absolutely right. Yeah. 
Yeah, if, if, if he stays away, it's because something's keeping him away. He, he wouldn't leave us like that. Like, um, Adam Lane, his, his opponent, he's playing Necrons, uh, Eternally Conquerors, Relentlessly Expansionist. He's got an Outrider, Catacomb Command Barge, Technomancer, Chronomancer, Canoptic Spider, uh, three units of nine Scarabs, three units of five Wraiths, and then six Locust Destroyers and the Silent King. This looks and feels and sounds exactly like Liam's um, WTC list from Team Australia, the, the, the winning one, which was the... Oops all, oops all scarabs, the 27 scarabs. I think for some reason, I, th- I seem to think that Liam had more spiders, but I could be misremembering that wrong. Um, and yeah, this is a lot of multi-wound damage too, which makes me feel like the aberrants could be a thing. Yeah. Makes the me, aberrants makes me hope. Rise, rises the hope up in my gullet. Makes me feel like just deploying him on the board and making it be like, well, you're going to push those scarabs at me, mate, because I'll eat them alive if you do. Um, and, and seeing if that's This with the Necrons... Thing. You know, I would say that, look, the Necrons obviously had this because they're point-scoring monsters, but no one actually knows what the Gene Sealer cults do anymore. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, well, I'm going to hand pass this one to Dustin because I feel like you're the only person who possibly has experience with this matchup. But I'd be leaning with going with the Necrons regardless of the list. Even if the list does feel like it lines up well, I still think the Necrons probably win this one. But give us the lowdown. Uh, I can actually tell you from first-hand experience that Generally speaking, when you build the competitive GSC list, they actually play extremely well in the Necrons, like extremely well. Wow. So yeah, no. yeah. like I haven't, I've not, I have not lost against Necrons with my GSC. It is, is actually that, a really I mean, good matchup. Is that because you can get behind and, and get their nobles taken out? You can get on the objectives. You can comp- keep them because really to stop the Necron point scoring game, you've got to figure out a way how to effectively be over there on their half of the table. Yeah. So the thing with this is that you actually have the exact profiles you need to kill a lot of the stuff that you need to kill and you can get to them exactly when you need to get to them so the all obsec is the biggest problem to deal with for gsc mm-hmm. but we have the bodies in this list with the two by 20 neophytes the 10 bikes that will be able to scout up and block so we can actually block those objectives too we can actually control that board and then get behind them get the plus one to wound get the plus one to hit and because a lot of the saves and like the scarabs are not good those 40 neophytes will shred Fights them, actually shred them. We'll the only shred tool them. the only tool that i've seen in a lot of lists especially in eric's list this one doesn't have is the hand flamer bomb unit uh, and i wish that one was in this this one because that would have been one of the last pieces that would have made this matchup a lot better just mm-hmm. just popping up in front of the scarabs roasting them and move blocking them uh because if, if you don't know guys the way to win the primary ver- so the way to win the game versus necrons is to play the primary because if you're beating them on the primary you're you're nullifying all their secondary play as well every single one of the secondaries gets yeah. turned off if they can't play the primary so if you can do exactly. that versus them if you can win that primary game versus them you, you beat them you just beat them um but yeah, the oops all obsec is just is just such a thing. I'm going with the Necrons because I think with the Necrons, with how good their list, how good that list is, and how much time Adam Lane has had to look at this matchup, I reckon he's probably cracked it. He's probably figured out what what the go is. So I'm going to go with the Crons. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd be probably really happy if the Gene Steeler Colts won it though. Yeah, I uh, I actually I obviously have to go with the GSC at this point. You do. Like I said, I've I've. All the times I've played against Necrons, I see the play we have into them, and I feel like Malak should know how to do this too. He has the tools to do it, and I think he can. I think he can do it. I, I believe in you, Malak. You got this. Uh, yeah, I believe in him, but my 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 head says just go with the Necrons because the Necrons, uh, and they've had a lead time on the matchup. Um, all right, <laughs> next matchup here we have Jay Middlecoat. Absolute freaking legend of the community, by the way. Mohawk Miniatures, check it out. Um, he's playing Imperial Knights, Freeblade Lance. Uh, Jay's one of the head judges for the WTC, so he knows his stuff inside and out. And he's pretty much 
his reputation is he is a fantastic player, but he rarely plays the meta army. He rarely plays like the best version of whatever faction he's playing. He plays whatever he wants to play, and his stuff is absolutely freaking gorgeous. And yeah, you should all go give him a lot of love. Um, super heavy detachment. Two Armager Helverins, two Armager Warglaives, an Errant, a Paladin, and a Crusader in a Free Blade Lance. It's actually quite been a while since we saw the Triple Big Knight yeah. in the Free Blade Lance. And he's playing up against a Jokul Johansson, who's playing Tyranids, High Fleet Leviathan. Could someone please confirm to me, is Jokul from, uh, is he from Team Iceland in WTC, or is he from um, uh, Poland, Germany, one of the other Scandinavian ones? I know we've got Inez in the chat. I can't remember where Jokul's from. I don't want to say it wrong. But he's playing High Fleet Leviathan Tyranids, and this is a extremely good tyranny list uh in fact later on you'll see that one of the best players in england right now one of the top ranked players in england is playing exactly the same list it is a battalion broodlord neurothrope and flyrant two units of nine warriors and a unit of four warriors uh three tyrant guard two by three venom thropes three zone thropes and two harpies what is really differentiating this from others is the two venom thrope units usually we only see one and then it's usually really spread out but having the two and allows you to have two bricks of nine warriors like contesting two different halves of the Table, which I like quite a lot, and then the the Florent plays as the the kind of swingman, going whichever whichever one needs to be reinforced. Dustin, uh, what are your takes on this matchup? So this matchup is actually uh, it's hard to call because Tyranids I think have the advantage, but if if the Knights can just roll well enough in the first turn, they go first, they could take out some of the key factors. Like if they get out the Harpies, that does a lot of work, but the Warriors are just so oppressive. So so. Pretty much in turn one and turn two, I'm of the opinion that Jay needs to like roll like a mad dog with yeah. his mortal wound strat and just pick up half the warriors in the yeah. first two turns. Otherwise, he's just going to get ground out, ground to nothing. Um, secondary game, 100% on the on the Imperial Knight side. They can oh, do 100%. very, very little and score a bunch of points. So it's going to be joke in Jokul's corner to make the game a game if he just stays back and just stays back Knights win. So Jokul's going to, well, he's going to push. And of course, he's going to push. His, yeah. his, his, his list is amazing at it. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a few more Armagers in, in Jay's list, but I actually don't hate having a bunch of biggins, big big knights in this, because at least you could front-end your scoring, like your... Um, what's the one you do in the middle? The Oath, or Renew the Oaths? Renew the Oaths, yeah. You can go get a couple of fours and a couple of fives, turn one and turn two, and then back the hell off and try and see if your shooting gets through enough of the army that you can you can push on him later. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to go against the... Levi- uh, hard to go against it the... It is. But ironically, yeah. I do think the triple big knight is better into the nids. Funny you say that because I tend to agree, mostly because I know the shooting from the like the Helverins and stuff, which is what you'd have more of, obviously, if you had those, isn't amazing here. Yeah. But, but despite being three damage, they get a good save. You minus one to hit. You wound on fours. There's a lot of mitigating factors before you get to kill a warrior, right? And then yeah, exactly. And then they got catalyst as well. Yeah. And then they, like their their counter hit too into like they can like a single five man warrior squad can sometimes just kill. An armature itself. They have a lot. Yeah. They have a lot more trouble killing the big things. And the big things can kill them back. So do you know what it's... I do? You know what I'd love? I'd love <laughs> for the errant to just be like errant and errant just goes in turn one while it's clumped up, get itself killed, and just explode. It just d six the whole tyranny <laughs> army turn one. Do it, Jay. Do you it. Know it's the right thing to do. Do it and do it on stream. You know, <laughs> get yourself right killed. Thing. Explode. You know. You know the best. You know the best explodes target. Uh, wait, does the explode happen before or after the 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 flyrant uses overrun? Uh before because it's it after has to be combat, before, right? It has to be before, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, before, right? So you get yep. to explode on the bugger before he runs away. I love that. Um, I saw a guy um, bracket a flyrant, which meant the overrun didn't make it back to the freaking tyrant guard to, to get the bodyguard and picked it up the next turn. Oh. That was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, 100% got to go with the, got to go with the levy on this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I do. But I do think uh, Jay has the tools. And I think I if, he, would if, love... roll, if he rolls like a boss the first two turns, he has a good shot of taking that for sure. Against the right I'd, targets. Against the I'd right love, targets. I'd love to see Jay get up in this one. But uh, mostly because Nids is just like, who wants to see Nids win? No one cares about Nids winning. Uh, no, nobody cares about that. Hey, how many fours can you roll today? Is it enough? Ooh, ooh, you, ooh. Ran, you, rolled, you rolled under average on your four pluses. Oh, you, you suck game. at this game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway moving on that is that is the coverage for the lgt invitational guys there are some we did like the so the we paul was explaining before um before angela lansbury joined us paul was explaining the seating here so it's what it's and the seating by this has been done via popular vote and a couple of other metrics as well have been added in but it's of course it's usually it's one verse 16 two verse 15 etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah so the three that Oh no! Well, I got with three. Like the, the the players were supposedly evenly ish matched on the seating, um. So yeah, hopefully those ones are some spicier matchups for you guys. Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to mention on the event, Dustin? Before we hit an ad? No, I just want to say that I actually love invitationals, and I think invitationals before these big events are like a spicy addition to these things that people love to watch. So please, more events do this because I love them. I think they're great. It really gives you a pulse on the meta, what some of the top exactly players right. are thinking about it. Yeah, exactly right, my dude. So yeah, we're going to hit an ad break and we will be right back. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real world setting, there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. One. And we are back, still joined by the lovely Angela Lansbury, who will be our uh, special special meta breakdowns from her. Angela, what do you think about the Invitational? Exactly right. Spot on, Angela. <laughs> Love your work. <laughs> all right. Um, the lovely TPM is restarting all his bits and pieces. He should be joining us probably midway through this one. But we are here to break down ooh, 
Could it be the biggest event of ninth edition? It's definitely going to be the second biggest of this year, possibly biggest of the last um, six months at a minimum, nine months since since the LVO. I can't even remember how many people was at the LVO. I seem to remember it was around 800. I but this well, is the yeah. LGT. This is possibly the biggest, if not second biggest, ninth, ninth edition tournament we're going to have in the next 12 months. And it's it's a lot to unpack. So... Everybody sit down, go grab a drink. Don't 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 grab a drink because it's too late now. It's probably in England, the LGT. We too think. late. <laughs> um, Seven hundred and twenty-two players, ten freaking rounds. Now, this is what has shocked and uh, uh-huh. LGT. They're show they're showing the way. The, the new benchmark has been set because seven hundred and twenty-two players, one hundred percent of the factions were listed unfreaking believable i've chucked a bunch of stupid hashtags in there 100 percent. firstly that is 100 <laughs> there now he we is have 100 of the show 100 hello paul you're back i want to celebrate um, that 100 percent. yes for 720 dude, players i showed they're back. showing they showed what can be done they showed it can be done yeah what the, the hell is the rest of y'all's excuse come on all is these, like, 16, 40-player events, and now you got, like, 20 people not putting in this. Come on, guys. Yeah, dude, Come on, Gauntlet, help us out. Gauntlet, Gauntlet thrown LVO. That's yeah. right. When we get That's to the LVO, right. yeah, if there's not 100% of factions listed, your event's shit. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but seriously, oh. 722 euros can do it. The Gauntlet thrown Americans, can you do it too? Come on. Let's see. Come on. Come on, guys. Paul, it's welcome back. Did you have oh, any anecdotes, have any, any hot takes? Oh, you're frozen again? Oh, Never no. mind. Dustin? <laughs> yes, the no. previous event. Because there's, look, there's no way, there's, there is no way that I would have bring my singles list to that invitational. It had to be different. <laughs> I'm not giving any of those, any of those sharks over there a test run at my list. Yeah, don't give them two, two swings at the, the ground, right? You know, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, Dustin, that's quick, what I'm saying. Quick and dirty. Okay, that, that was my hot take. So there, there we go. That's <laughs> all you missed. <laughs> all right. Let's go through the quick and dirty stats of the massive, what are we gonna massive see? tournament. We have, in the Imperial, we have 43 Sisters of Battle, 37 Custodes, 9 Admech, 26 Astro Militarum, 21 Grenades, 36 Imperial Knights. Space Marines are 15 Dark Angels, 23 Space Wolves, 30 Blood Angels, 6 Ultramarines, 7 Salamanders, 3 Black Templar, 4 White Scars, 4 Imperial Fists, 8 Iron Hands, 4 Death Watch. Chaos, there's 2 Chaos Soup, 52 Chaos Space Marines, 1 COB. What the heck is that? Creations of Bile. Sorry. Creation. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sounds good. One creation of bile. 23,000 suns, 26 death guard, 42 demons, 22 renegade knights, Xenos, 67 necrons. Europeans love their necrons. 31 orcs, 37 tau. Hive mind, there's 43 tyrannids and 15 genes to the call. We're coming out pretty hard here. Eldari, there's 25 Drakari, 26 Harlequins, 30 Assyriani, and 8 Yanari, which means the faction podium is Necrons, topping it out at 67. Chaos Space Marines in second with 52. Tyranids and Sisters of Battle tied in third with 43. Chaos Demons in f- close fourth with 42. And then we go down to Town Custodes at 37. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Wow. So much of everything. All of the time. Everything, everything is there. You you will fight. You can potentially fight literally everything. Like That's amazing. So I love that. I just realized I effed up. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I said one creations of bile there. That was the start of me doing the breakdown for the sub-factions <laughs> of Chaos Space Marines. 
I forgot to do the rest. So my absolute apologies that I forgot to give you guys. So there's more, you're saying there's more than one creation of bile. There's more than one creation of bile. I assume so. Okay, good. But yeah, so I just listed that one there as the start of my my subfaction breakdown. I forgot to do the rest. So apologies, because the rule is if they make the podium, we do the breakdown. And to my chagrin, I did not. But <laughs> Necrons over and above in the uh, the the tippy top of representation, they are twelve. So fifteen more lists than they're, they're next down, which is Chaos Space Marines. And of course, we did the top five um, factions represent because there is just that many um how many so one two three four five six seven factions made the top five of the podiums and man it's spicy it's spicy to see uh chaos demons at 42 like honorable mentioned chaos demons just mean it's missing out on the bronze by one player i mean get yeah. you, get you, get it together guys like they, one they, more well, they're, they're bringing it in hot come on they just got released not too long ago people are just trying to figure well, out they're bringing them to 722 player event that's that's some balls like come what on is, yeah what is wild is if this same event happened a month ago there maybe would have been 20 like yeah maybe there was 20 i'd be like maybe there's 15 18 chaos demons in 700 players it's 40 freaking two it's actually really respectable it is too. I feel like they actually have the same kind of capability of old knights of old that you can actually bring a big monster mash and just have quick games one way or the other. In, in and a ten round event, that, that's uh, that's nice. That's nice. They're a great. You might win. Great, you might yeah. win. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're a great spoiler list. Like they actually just spoil some lists. Yep, they just can't they hang. Do. Just can't deal. Um, I mean, I. Funny enough, I look at the the Gene Steeler cult list. And I'm like, you know what, Gene, the Gene Steeler cults hate. 15 flamers just deep striking 15 deep striking flamers is like can be such a headache ah it's not a big deal we're used to dying <laughs> like, that's, that's, we're used to that you come in and kill oh. us like okay you kill us just the same as everybody else all right you kill us the same mm. as guardians do it's fine it's fine um do we have a stable paul murphy with us or is it an unstable paul murphy no, oh, it is not oh, we, we, got, we got the freeze frame smile, and he's gone again. All right, <laughs> can we just catch the the beautiful? <laughs> we, really we, have the, we have the beautiful Angela Lansbury smile. What, can, what else could we want? Right, that's true. Um, but the super faction stats. I do want to shine a bit of a light on the super faction. We have seen chaos and Imperium trading um, super faction stats. 172, 167 Imperium to chaos. 104 Space Marines. I am impressed by how many Space Marines were taken at this event. Technically, they are friggin' almost 40 more Space Marines here than Necrons. If you wanted to break them down and put them into a single you know, Astartes slot. So that is quite telling. Also, a crap load of Xenos. You know, half of that number of Xenos being Necrons. But also, um, plenty of Tau, plenty of Orcs as well. The Orc number's actually being quite impressive. I would have thought they'd be a few lower than that. Yeah, they actually are a lot higher than I expected too. So I like to see the Orcs and the... the uh... Orc lists are actually looking like right now. I'm curious to see where people are leading with it now with mm. demons in the meta and stuff too. See if it changed at all. Well, it's funny. I feel like orcs are licking their chops with the demon matchup. They're just like, ooh, we can play this. Just volume. Volume is the only, only, the only quality is volume. Whew. Happy days, boys. Let's go. You know, <laughs> um, you know, it feels like it should be good for them. Yeah. Um, I... But it's at the same formula. time. Once again, flamers. <laughs> you want to charge? You want to charge your ten boys into fifteen yeah. fl into five flamers? Oh no, no, no! Not, no you bring you. up a good point. When that's on the table, you're going to have to have multiple units. You can line up for almost like pincer moves. It's exactly. you know, and, and not every not every army is currently capable of doing that. Well, sure. you want trucks. All of a sudden, you'd list once like two trucks to just be like, well, I'm going to have to use these to absorb Overwatch because I'm going to have to use a kill rig to absorb it. Otherwise, is my next best option. And they Rhino can still meta. Kill the, yeah, they can Finally, still took four codexes to get us there, but we got that Rhino meta happening. There it's it is. It's come back around. There it is. Window. 
window. Everybody window. get the windows up. Yeah. Get the windows up. <laughs> it's, it's back. Uh, but to the top players in attendance, gentlemen, nine of the top 10 in the UK are in attendance. And I'll tell you right now, most of these guys are in the top 10 in the world as well in the ITC because the UK has just had that many amazingly uh, stacked <laughs> events. The top ranked guy in attendance is David Gaylard. He is ranked number one in the UK. He's playing Tyranids High Fleet Leviathan. It is to all intents and purposes exactly the same as Jokul's list that we did previously. Uh, with the only exception being he's got, instead of having the Broodlord, he has two Neurothropes. So just to do it for the sake of completion, two Neurothropes, a Flyerant, nine, nine, four Warriors, three Tyrant Guard, two to three Venomthropes, two, uh, sorry, a unit of three Zoanthropes and two Harpies making up the archetype. Dustin, why is this being like proliferated uh, throughout a bunch of top players? Where is the strength of this and why is it possibly the best one for Leviathan in the meta? Well, obviously with Leviathan, you want to actually spread out as many warriors as you can. And when I say spread out, I mean actually spread out over more than one objective. So the two units of Venomthropes allow you to get that minus one to hit on two wide ranges with the mm. warriors. It means you don't have to keep them, keep them come together like you were saying with uh, the previous list, which actually is almost identical to this aside from uh, this one has a Neurothrope instead of a Broodlord. And I think it's yeah. one less warrior in the the, the four-man squad. I think that's, that's the only difference. So it's going to have the durability of both both of those warrior squads are going to be able to take out more, more, more land, hold it there, or even push on both sides so they can completely pincer an opponent in, pin them in as well. The harpies give you a massive alpha strike if you need to, and they're also move blocking too because they have the mines they can just drop. They don't have to fly over you to do mortal wounds; they just fly past you, drop those those spore mines in front of you, and actually block movement too. So it it helps you control the actual board without getting. Biovores, which is what a lot of uh, you, you used to see a lot of biovores in there for the same reason. Mm. But I feel like the harpies they're expensive, yes, but they're also another massive target that does a lot of damage with uh, two venom cannons. Which I'm assuming they have, they might have the stranglethorn, but I'm assuming they have double venom cannons just because mm -hmm. they're the profile. Looking very stable there, TPM. You back with oh, us? I'm oh. listening. I'm you know I'm just absorbing all this tyranny <laughs> knowledge. And uh, uh, I think so. I think we've ridden out the the warp storm. The Geller fields have been reinstalled. Back in the house. All Beautiful. Right. Uh, what do you think of this list, brother? Because this is the second time we've seen pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Is this is this just going to be everywhere now? I mean, the question is, to Harpy, to Harpy or not to Harpy? And, you know, the, these players have chosen to Harpy. That's and deep. with two Harpies. So that is, I think, exactly what folks are, are should be doing right now. They, they create further. such disruption uh, on the other side yeah. of the table. And then there, there's... You know, it's about 50-50 whether or not the army that they're going into has what it takes to bring them down. So mm -hmm. you're, you're really, you're in this five-turn game. You've got 20% of that time wrapped up and just your opponent trying to figure out, like, it's in my hair, you know? To, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. How to negotiate the harpies. Um, I don't have that problem. It's, it seems a pretty pretty standard up and down list when you break it down. So let's go on to the next one. This is Vic Vijay. He's ranked a second in the UK. He's playing Chaos Space Marines. He's playing Emperor's freaking Children, boys. He yes. has a single battalion, which is headed up by a Wince. Okay. Now you're just changing yeah. it every time. You can't just change Look, the freaking acronym. Is, I, gave you a, a, I gave you a week off last week, Dustin. Oh! Try and lull you into thinking it was over. I was okay no. with the Firence, okay? I was actually okay with the Firence. I'm just, look just, and, I'll, and I'll go with the wince. I'll continue to support the wince as long as the <laughs> the non-winged version is Walker Prince's Ranger. Oh my God, Walker Prince's. I 100. 
please okay, remind good. me if I get it wrong. But that is phenomenal. All right, rest of the list. Uh, Master Possession, Dark Apostle. Five units of five Noise Marines. Mwah, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, ten Cultists, ten Terminators, and two Venom Crawlers backed up by Abby. So trying much more to be the MSU, trying with the 5x5 five five Noise Marines, which I adore. I think Noise Marines are so good in small packages because each one of them can prop up and just do a bunch of damage plus six mortal wounds. Like every time they just pop up, a bunch of damage, six mortal wounds. Uh, really, really reliable. 10 Termies, never going to go wrong. It's interesting that this one has skewed uh, uh, what we did see a lot at the start of the Empress Children or CSM meta, which was... Um, you'd have, uh, what's his face, Lucius in the list. He hasn't taken Lucius because he's doubled down on the Terminator uh, conglomerate. He's taken the Possession and the, the Apostle just to make sure... Which is a stronger choice. I mean, Lucius has that one special rule, I think, uh, that, that's pretty good that gives you some like extra, extra, extra on top of it. Uh, but yeah. the Terminators are just going to dig you out of more games. I'm, I'm of the same opinion. I think he's unnecessary. You already have enough fights last. You don't need fights last everywhere all the time one or two instances of it is plenty enough um especially when you got abby backing you up as well like abby doesn't care about five stars make abby five last. cool Ooh, three wounds you're dead you know it doesn't doesn't matter um so i like this list a lot i think it's really good i looked at this list and i'm like apart from the noise marines this list looks like everyone every other list this is this is just a csm shell with five by five noise marines and i think that adds a lot to it because one of the biggest issues i see with csm is that they run out of board presence they end up at the end of the game with a couple of characters and terminators and everything else is dead because they only had like four other things because they took three obliterators and and, and a bunch of other crap and so i like this one because it's just got i feel like enough units to play the peripheries while you bully with the terminators yeah, I do. You remember if the noise marines had the uh, sonic blaster? No, what the, what, the blast blaster? I believe they do. I, I believe they do. They if would, I, I feel like that's I, just a great ad. I could be wrong. I looked at this list like two days ago, but I think I think they do. I think it's they five are a little bit on the point heavy side. So maybe if he, yeah. I mean, but again, I think the blastmaster is is a uh, pretty standard. I, I mm. think it is. Yeah, well, especially if you're doing five by five because you get a maximum amount of uh, blaster masters. I keep I love saying blaster masters like a Nintendo game. But see, what, but where is the little, in the little truck? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I love that game. I'm gonna go play. Where, it so when you look at this list, though, where is the points come for the five by five noise marines? It's come from like the two or three units possessed. You usually see, and instead of having those two or three units possessed and like one or two units of legionaries, which don't do anything, you take five units of Chaos space marines, which do sorry noise marines, which do a lot all the time. And they're fair, actually something legionaries get to cast normally one of squad of them, right? Come on, oh, true. Yeah, one of them takes it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something. fair. Um, all right, jumping down to the next one, we have Manny freaking Chima, ranked third in the UK, playing Drakari, Coteries oh, no. of the Humunculi, He's Prophets not. of Flesh. He is, is. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a Manny list, guys. It's it's. I almost said C. just like hundred racks. Next list. He's That's actually before I even looked. <laughs> before I even looked at it, it's it's bad. He's bad. Which He's is a strong to choice. Reverted to type. Um, I love, I, like, I do love that it's not a meme that he does this. It's just, this is who he is. Yep. And Manny, the Manny list is a flavor, an archetype all on its own. You, could, you don't have to say what the list is. You say it's a Manny list. And you like, you expect to see something spammed that is of high quality and well-pointed. Like, so just to run it down, because it's how we do it. He's got a Trooper Patrol. They're all Prophets of Flesh, like I said. Uh, he's got a Homunculus, three units of 20 racks. Then there's a Patrol. Yuri Rakas, 2 units of 20 racks, and he has Patrol, Drizar, 20, 20, 15 racks, and 5 Scourges, because he just had to, like, I don't know, break the mold for his <laughs> he's own... He's got to kill one of those harpies, man. That's what he's... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, um, he's got to play a secondary is essentially what I think the, the scourges are there he's like well I'll just take five scourges have a better secondary game but how many is that total we've got 60 60 so we've got 120 120 plus uh, 55 so 175 racks um, which can all at some point if they're you know they kill something or they're below half strength have a five up invulnerable sorry four up invulnerable save it's absolutely ridiculous this, um, this is a, a, yeah. a stat check you know it's basically a list on yep. list you know, it's like, yep. did you bring enough to deal with this number of bodies, these durable bodies? And and the armies that say, yes, I can, you know, well, he's going to be like, well, I'm going to be in cover. You know, like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm not, yeah. you're not going to see me. But whatever. here's the thing. Who can? Yeah. Please tell me. Anybody, anybody tell me what looks at this and be like, ah. No issues, because what you would used to, what you used to do against this list is be like, well, you got three or four units to twenty. I'm going to kill exactly eleven, or try to kill around about eleven from all of them, and then let morale kill another third of them. But then, what if you do that? You just made next turn so much harder because now they've all got a four four up freaking feel no pain. So if you do that tactic, you're making your life harder later, um, because all of a sudden the variance just swings against you in the next two turns. You don't kill a thing. Uh, so this is it takes what we what we would usually do against this list and flips it on its freaking head i don't have an answer for how what base this list i actually do not know i feel like if i played like renegade knights i could get on top of it early and give it enough of pressure and have enough obsec in the right places that if i went first i could have a game mm. but that's just like that's the best theory i got and i don't even know if that's good enough that so sounds like anybody, a strong, I'd like to see that game played out because that sounds like, like a, well. a, a weird matchup where match it actually looks. I guess if you're watching it, it would look like you create these little islands of of bubbles of action or whatever that would just mm-hmm. sit there for three turns and then somebody wins. Yeah, somebody's pointed at orcs. I'm like, ooh, I'd like to see that matchup, like a yeah. full Steve, full I... goff push. And just, but uh, funnily enough, racks blood kill, letters. Or, racks kill orcs pretty yeah, well because they got a bunch of re- rerolls to wound. So, oh, te- tech priest Dicky just came in out here with Zinch Flamers. That could be fun. Well, so what? They kill maybe two squads of them and then they die. And they die. <laughs> yeah, but hey, if every squad, if every squad of Flamers kills two squads, but no, we we are seeing. Won't. You know, a, a lot more effects in the game that's like, you know, roll a die for every model in the unit or whatever, but those things are being capped, you know, at a certain yeah. amount of damage stuff. So, you know, yeah. this 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 build, this archetype might be very solid and very safe. And especially when you're going into a lot of unknowns. With this, with the amount of people there, and you're, you, you have the potential to play a lot of random things for your first two days. This is one of the huge strengths of the style of how Manny plays is that he goes to going to huge super majors and just being like, I just want to, I just want to cr- make that top eight because you, you just take something that'll just like, it's not even rock, paper, scissors. It's like he has three arms and you have one arm for, for him to pick one of the, one of the correct ones to beat you. So he like, you have to have the perfect list on the right mission going first or second, whichever one is better. To, to beat the, to crack this and just so many people who it's so counter meta to, to bring this the only comparison we have is the gene stealers are the only thing bringing models in enough quantity to be comparable to this and Which they don't ironic because that's actually well that's the thing i was about to say too one of the things that you want to do against a list like this if you can is if you have pre-game move and block their movement block off. Off. you know what off. can do that bikes, GSA. Bikes, yeah because like, i actually we- die and then We're... neophytes, and then neophytes, and then bikes. <laughs> we are actually running thin on time, but I want to do at least one more list 
uh, before we get to our, our palate cleanser segment we do at the end of every show. If you're so new here, you, you don't want to miss it. So I did pull out the top five lists in the top five players in attendance. The next one is Mr. Inez Wilson, who I believe is in the chat with us. He's playing. He's playing Eric's list. Dustin, please have a look at this and tell me if this isn't exactly Eric Lathuris's WTC list. It was exactly WTC the list. He has made a few yeah. changes since then, but yes, this is his WTC. I know Inez prefers the Flamers rather than the ten extra neophytes, so I I I know why he kept those. That 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 eight man has Flamers, hundred percent. Yeah, they all got the Flamers. Yeah. Um, and then we can do the last list as well because the last list is just a Harlequin list and. It's, it's, um, uh, sorry, Mr. Mike Porter, who's just taking the light sadith, all, all troops in boats. The only difference he's, he's has to other lists is that he's got two d- death jesters when most people usually have one and have that either the small unit of bikes or another unit of troop just sitting around. Um, the, in my, in my mind, the only thing I would ever want to, or think of iterating upon this list is taking away one of the, one of the boats and making one unit of 10 troop. That's the only thing I'd ever consider that could be better in some metas um, to just have one bomb of 10 that you can, you know, go in and try and trade up against like a unit of nine Tyranid Warriors or something like that. Um, but apart from that, this list, I, f- I feel like we are pretty close to having a solved Harlequin meta, as in this list is just good against everything all the time. Change 200 points of it. Essentially. Yeah, if you're but looking even- to get into this, we go, the reason, one of the reasons we read out all the lists and stuff is so look, if you're out there listening and want to get a good place to start, you know, these are lists that are, have proven success. You know, these, these mm-hmm. players have done a lot of playtesting to figure out exactly what was right for them and they're taking what they think is likely their best shot to bring home the prize and so if that's something that you want to do you know take a look at these you don't have to do the exact same list although it's absolutely cool if you do uh but you know what adam was just mentioning there is that you know make it your own change as long as you're not changing something core to fundamental of the list you can still use this as a great as a great template to start with spot on and four more of the top 10 in the uk were at this event also and we just didn't have time to, to break down their list for you guys check uh, out the list uh, well the people can look at bcp i don't know if absolutely. they can see the list itself but they can see the players they can see who's competing and then they can also see the progression of what's happening over the course of the weekend where are they placing are some of these things that we're predicting we're about to predict who's going to win this thing how far are they going to get only thing that's going to beat manny at this event is the clock 175 170 whatever models and the only thing he's gonna is gonna that's gonna ruin him and stop him from winning is if he gets to turn three and, and you know out. you know blood so, angels take care of all those racks pretty quick funnily enough if you could alpha strike those characters and put them all to toughness five racks they're pretty sorry, toughness four racks they become pretty manageable when they're toughness five with uh, those those things so actually you get a get a death company unit into a couple of those characters get over there take one of those characters i love it by the way this is nobody asked me this but i was going to say people say all the time oh i'm going to block your forlorn fury man ain't nobody in the history of anybody blocked a real good forlorn fury with somebody who means it (laughs) what about with a blip yeah yeah, yeah, it's a different story okay Um, (laughs) so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Code uses homunculi because I hate that list with a passion, which probably means it's gonna do well. You know? <laughs> what yeah, do you I think, think that, solid choice. Uh, I'm I'm going with Innis and the G's to their cults. Nice, love it. I I would love to see that list win. Um, so would I. Yeah. Paul, anything? I'm thinking the racks too. I think the racks are just gonna ultimately have uh, a lot. I don't want to say easy matchups in in the beginning because you know but, you, any given Sunday any player can take another other. But I think that it's that's very well positioned to take up to just hoover up all the randomness from the first few games. Exactly right. It's a list to to, to build to like get like an I've got like a 90 95 percent of making the top eight. What happens when I get there, we'll see. Yeah. But it's just gonna freaking nobody's ready and, for it. Like, and part you know, of the, the whole yeah. equation is getting to that dance. You know, so that's why I think that it's it's going to have a, a good shot at getting there uh, and then capitalizing with the hands of a capable player 
and you know a, a list that has a lot of tools to score points. All right, sounds like a rippity wrapped up. There we go. So now I told that palate cleanser segment I was talking about, we call it the Fuego Rapido. This is a, a section where we invite production on as well to help us with this, where we give ourselves a list of topics, well, or, or friends of the show or our listeners or anybody gives us, a, a, we haven't seen these topics. Uh, we give ourselves two minutes to two run down minutes. each of these. And when the time is over, the clock stops, we stop and have to move on to the next topic. Never, ever to repeat it again. <laughs> it's a, a mish, mishmash of questions this week, but uh, that's good. I like mishmashes. That is uh, Tech Priest Dickie there joining yeah. us from the production booth. <clears throat> what is up? Okay, let's go. Uh, how much do you miss Seize the Initiative? Oof. Ah. <laughs> uh, does anybody miss it? Don't 0.01%. miss it. As someone, I, I may hold the record for of being seized on. The most ever, yeah. Oh, probably only second to the, all of you as well. Like... The way the way last edition was structured, when you you would deploy your entire army, uh, um, with the one sixth chance of it changing, um, of of it changing on you, was just dumb. <laughs> because you, you you'd know who was going first, who was going second at the start of deployment. Because one opponent would deploy their entire army, that that was the guy going first. So you would deploy with the intent of going first, and then one sixth of the time, which happened fifty percent of the time, thank you very much. Uh, you it would get flipped on you. It would and, and you would like lose so many. I lost so many games because I used to play guard, and getting getting seized on as a guard player was horrific. Like. Oh, all your you got tabled. You got tabled turn one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, so it was a, the worst. That's a no from everyone. I am it, was, it was the worst. I'm putting it. I I have it at zero point zero zero one percent because of that one time that I seized. One time he did seize. Yeah, yeah. I, the only thing I miss about seize initiative is my seize the initiative dice, which had mm. shit on every side and f yeah on the. the six. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I miss about the seize. I like that. I like not that. having there's, a purpose for my. There's got to be other other uses for that. Nice. Right. <laughs> got to find. Um, oh, this is very topical. Uh, what 40k magic deck are you pre-ordering? Every single one of them. Oh, I actually pre-ordered them because they're everyone that I've seen, even people that don't play uh, 40k, have their magic players. They've played. They've, they've that I've seen preview the decks. Have had a good time with the decks. Uh, and my youngest and I play magic every now and then. And I think it'd be a hoot to have those conversations with you know about you know what's on this card, what's this picture on this card, or whatever. What's a Necron? <laughs> what's a Necron? That's the greatest conversation you could have with Love your child. <laughs> Uh, that's the one I'm after. I'm after Necrons. I think I like I like the artwork. I like the the way that deck looks like it plays. It looks like it's a bit a bit harder to get your meal. You know, a bit harder to put it all together. I like the idea of the Necron one because it works a lot with um, artifacts and artifact creatures and stuff and uh, all the little resurrection things. I like black. Gone with the Necrons. See, this is the weird part because I played Magic for a very long time, but I'm also trying to stay away from it now. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> This is why I have I have a hobby, guys, and I don't know if you know this. Playing 40k, it's not cheap. <laughs> not to oversell it, but you, these decks seem to be some of the best pre-constructed decks that have they have created. Oh, I have no doubt that I'm going and to so buy them. If, you'll if get I'm enjoyment out of the store, and I see them, I will buy them. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind I will. 
Like I, I'm is like, is there a GSC I'm, deck or is there only a mid deck? I think there's only a Tyranid deck. It's Tyranid, right? But it has Gene Sealer cults in it, so Ooh. it has human Tyranids or whatever as the tree uh, creature types. Cool. So like, obviously that's the one I'd be getting. <laughs> and it, it's Commander, you know, which has its own formatter. And I think I think that there are multiple cards in the deck that you get that you can use as your Commander. Because they're yeah, usually, usually they have usually they have one or two, like one or two options at a minimum. Uh, apart from the one that, that's on the. Front I actually level. I love Commander. So if you, if you play him as Commander, I would I would. Com- you know what? Commander's, LVO. Commander's we should own... all, we should all play uh, game Commander. Yeah, we're yeah, thinking boy. about having an FTN thing. Maybe we'll we'll do a Thursday Let's show. There you go. As well. Uh, best TV show with card games. <clears throat> For example, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, Digimon, etc. Best TV show with a card game that okay so no you guys go ahead first because I have I have the answer to this but oh you just solved it okay cool I've already solved this with just trading cards or does it have to be a card game Mm. (laughs) you can see like garbage pail kids like I think you you can name I'm I'm curious where you're going with this (laughs) because if it was trading cards it's the Ninja Turtles live action movie the original one. I have the entire set of those trading cards and I look at them and they're like one of these most nostalgic, beautiful, I love it so much. Every time I crack them out, I'm like, this is the best. This was the peak of my life. Yeah, oh my I, God. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I don't think uh, it was a card game, Adam. So it wasn't a game, no, yeah, it was trading so cards. Okay, okay, so yeah, it has to be a yeah. game. Cause I, what, I, I, I have G.I. Joe cards like that. Eh. It wasn't like, don't you add G.I. Joe, Adam. <laughs> Uh, it was too American for me. I don't know. I was growing up. It prob- probably was very. It was extremely. Um, I was a kid. I didn't know. I like yeah, this TV yeah. show with a car. I mean, it's hard. It's going to be hard to beat Pokemon. Oh, it is. Be it's going to be hard to beat. I mean, it, but it is beaten. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Is. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever gone back and like, actually, so I, Yu-Gi-Oh! was like the thing I had on in the background while I was having cereal after Dragon Ball Z had finished. So Dragon Ball Z finished. And I was like, yeah. And then I went and ate my breakfast while, Yu-Gi-Oh was on in the background. I never really paid attention. I'm like, oh yeah, Yu-Gi's doing some dumb heart of the cards crap. It's gonna all go oh, work sh- out. It's gonna be fine. Eat your breakfast, Adam. Go to school. Um, uh- <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, Dustin, it's ob- it's obviously Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh. Yu-Gi-Oh is actually it, like the first one was bad because they didn't they just made up their own rules. But that was before they actually got the real that card little blue eyes white dragon with the trap card. Yeah, exactly. they realized now, there was some money in it. There was so some they, money in it. So once they it. actually started picking those series, following the rules, it was actually fantastic to watch. So uh, we, activated, we activated his trap card. Lego. It's so it's so awesome. I loved it. This one, this I one's controversial. Uh, what color slash mana for the for Magic best represents each FLGN show? Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. Can I say, is it for Grim After Dark? Blue, blue and red. Blue and red. We're doing combos yeah. now. We're not. We're not just doing. We're they, they, because they exist to ruin your fun. <laughs> just, oh, you wanted to, you wanted to play a creature, burn spell. Oh, you tried to yep. play a spell, counter magic, They're slapping gonna, the cards out of your hand. They're gonna have a banger show on Monday with all the the Votan stuff. I I'm know. Sure. And that's pretty much why that why why I said is it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we did okay. Grim. So what's your next one? Well. I feel like I feel like well I don't do all of them. You guys do one. You you go no. for it, Paul. You pick one. We, well, we go with this show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, green and black. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. pretty structured. So it should could, could always even had some blue in there, but it is pretty. Yeah. So could we talk like about what is what is to come? What what is growing? 
and then yes, what is what no is longer me? with us, and yeah. then I can't, we regurgitate a lot of jokes, we reanimate dude. lots of things. Dude, I okay. like that. Go, okay. Yeah, Golgari, I'm here for it. Okay. I like that, dude. Go like Golgari. I, I used to love that. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's two of my favorite colors. What's um what's white and green? What, co- what uh, color? Celestia. Celestia. I feel like that signals from the front line. Is it or is that pretty, blue and green? It's pretty wholesome. Uh, pretty wh- white and green. It's, it's pretty wholesome. Did, as far as the FLG goes, they did swear yesterday. <gasps> yeah. Gasp. Oh, who does that on a yeah. show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's the case. What do you guys reckon for chapter tactics? Hmm. Just white green? and blue. Like straight, straight green. White and blue. But Esper? Esper. That sounds right. Or is that white, blue, uh, and black? Uh, Simic. Simic's white. Simic. 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 Blue, blue, no, Simic is blue and green. That's the one. Selesnia is the uh, the. So I, we had it right. Well, we we'll never good. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> da, da, da. Most memorable snack, <laughs> food, or drink from your childhood? Dunkaroos. Mm. Dunkaroos. I just wow. had Dunkaroos. That just, that thought, just came that out only... of nowhere. That <laughs> was that was, that, only that was like a memory. They just they just put a freaking jot of ink in front of me and i just saw dunkaroos okay. immediately well, when you said that. i don't know Clearly, why that's the i didn't even eat them i just <laughs> I remember even... them i vividly. assumed i assumed dunkaroos were only in australia because it was like a kangaroo i just so did i forever <laughs> i thought they and were here like, we go were they actually like did they come from australia i didn't even know i wait do uh, you know no did they come from australia for like which have... You know how young? Uh, I guess child. Like, what is childhood? I guess what what is childhood? What, what is, is what, what is, is childhood? childhood? I'm pretty so, sure that I remember where I was when I ate a Cool Ranch Dorito. Mm. <laughs> you uh, remember where you were? Every day, I would make a gallon of Kool Aid. Every day, a gallon. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. There you a go. Gallon. Or 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 I would drink a large grape Mister Misty from Dairy Queen. Mister Misty. Is that like a slushy? Is that what? I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I have two, so I I was a little bit of a I was your your pretty generic ADHD poor kid in primary school, and there's only one food I ate off the floor when I found it. <laughs> uh, now and later candies. Getting deep to it. You, know, you guys have roll-ups? Fruit roll-ups? roll-ups? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd never eaten one before. It was the greatest It was the greatest pinnacle of my childhood. The thing I always wish my mum gave me in my lunchbox and I never got. And I saw one that I just like, was just on the floor. Like it was, it was wrapped up. It was just on the floor. And I'm like, I'm, ha- I'm having that. I'm getting it. This is <laughs> it. I'm, this is I'm it. getting it. Take it's your pinnacle. moment. You take and the so, moment. Yeah. I, so just like you, I remember where I was the first time uh, that happened. The other one is a Sunny Boy uh, Icy Pole, which is literally just like a block of flavored ice. And in the middle of Aussie summer, it was just hmm. the bomb. Um, yeah. My hands would always get sticky in fruit roll-ups, so I stopped uh, liking <laughs> eating them. Wow. <laughs> you you up, bastard. Okay. Dunkaroos, baby. This is a, a, a new segment. It's called a rant. And Dustin, you have a rant. And uh, I'm going to start the clock. The rant is, <laughs> why are NIDS GSC the eventual winners of the 40K universe? Why are NIDS GSC the eventual winners of oh. the 40K universe? Yes. Do you have any idea how strong NIDS are and how vast their empire is and how no, that's why many of them the actually are? Exactly. No, nobody does. That's the whole point behind that. Nobody does. They expand beyond the known galaxy, and we know they expand there because we see it. Like, oh, well, there's more of them. 
We barely beat these ones. We had to blow up our own planet, but there's more of them. And then they eat you, and then they know how to beat you. Hey, that's a cool little rhyme there. I like that. It is. So they actually... Put that in the next codex. Yeah, you know the little little quotation marks in italics down below the the unit entry? (laughs) Right there. They eat you, they know how to beat you. They can do a dance Mm -hmm. with it, too. It's like a Votan dance, but Tyranid dance. Yeah, Commissar Commissar Henshaw. uh, (laughs) 37 Canadian rifles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Seriously though, like yeah. you don't know how vast Tyranids actually are. No, they everything that they ever consume, they remake whatever they're fighting to beat whatever they're fighting. They adapt. That's the whole high fleet adaptation thing. Tell didn't me, how, tell squats, me what beats though. that. It didn't work against you squads though. You don't know that. Well, I mean, they're here. You don't know that. So. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They got they ran into a high fleet. That's why they got nerfed before I even got here. <laughs> see you, see you in thirty more years, Votan. See you in thirty more years, Votan. <laughs> Oh, Thanks that. for showing up. Oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> they just ran. In, they just ran into like hydras. Get out of here. Okay. Well, good point. So, Where's the, G- like, Where's the GSC coming into this? Add GSC yeah. into this rant because you've just oh. you've just talked about Nids so far. Well, because GSC is the reason that Nids can actually take over some of them without even having to fire a shot. You know, GSC prepped these worlds for them, so the Tyranids come and consume everything, including the GSC, because then they get stronger. You know. Yeah. GSC are the ones that they're the heralds for it. The heralds of Tyranids. The heralds. Good show. <laughs> I think that's our show this week. We, you know, we can't, uh, can't do any better than that. Uh, so big mega tournament this weekend. You love to see it. I mean, this is some of the the mm. biggest players in that region. Probably folks from all around the world are actually going to be there, uh, playing for a lot of ITC points, but a lot of glory of also winning that particular event as a prestigious event in that area uh, means a lot of it for the players. <laughs> Uh, that go and participate uh, and it is not just about winning it's also about being there in that much warhammer 40,000 which is amazing uh you can see tell us tell us next week if we're right come and uh, hang out in the chat if you're listening to this after the fact on the aggregators please do not forget to like share and subscribe leave us some five-star reviews leave us some youtube comments that that kind of tricks the algorithm into having other people find this so they can other people come hang out with us in the chat which i get i mentioned it's a live show folks we will see y'all next week. Thank you for everyone who has joined us this week. We'll see y'all soon. See you later. <laughs>